Uh, we're getting ready to get throttled. <laughs> Hi. Hi, this is exciting. I'm so excited. Today, we're going to watch Andor. We're going to watch the Andor Season 1, Episode 11. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. I'm trying to be full throttled right now, but it's not really... It doesn't really wear too well on me. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Chill Throttle. I'm Aristotle Chilled. Chilled Throttle. Looks like I'm looking right, right at you, doesn't it? Good. I want it. It's because I have a crossed eye. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're live. We're liver than live. Look at this guy. That's Andor. Hi, Andor. He's a good show. He's a good show on on uh, Disney Plus, and we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it together. You, me, uh, this rock, this tree. It all flows through us. Uh, welcome to the show. Looking for friends to hang out, come chat with me. That's okay. Ooh, sending data to YouTube. Streaming on all the platforms except for the ones that are not streaming me. Welcome. Is there anybody listening? Is there anybody listening tonight? Nobody? All right, cool. It's just me and my LaCroix. Look at me. This is an ad for LaCroix. Is it LaCroix or is it LaCroix? Who cares? I don't speak French. Good golly. Who's out there? Hello, friends. Family men. Family men? Are you a family man? Come on, man. Are you a family guy? Should I take one of these? Um sandwiches to work with me no I'll just uh, let me just tell you about politics I woke up yesterday I was taking a nap and I saw that World War 3 was trending so I decided to go back to sleep because uh, it doesn't uh, it, World War 3 was trending and uh, that guy announced his candidacy for president's, president again maybe just maybe we'll get lucky and he won't make it. He won't make the whole race all the way till two years from now. We'll see. I'm surprised that uh, Joe Biden has made it. It's really kind of like a race to the to to, to the end. <laughs> we'll say. Oh boy. Hello, friends. I went to a show last night. I saw a band. They were cool. They sounded like they were from the '80s. A lot of people sound like they're from the 80s these days. I'm going to turn that off and back on again. And sending data. It's not yet streaming on... Am I getting, like, throttled, so to speak, on YouTube? Create event. What? I don't get it. Are you on YouTube or what? Soup. Super sandwich. Is it a super sandwich or soup or sandwich? Soup or man? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> You're on Twitch? Is it Superman or is it soup or man? Because I prefer soup. It's delicious hot water. I like delicious hot water soup. Superman. <laughs> How do I tweet that? That's so stupid. YouTube is not working. What the F, YouTube? Content was removed due to violation of our community guidelines. Your channel now has one strike. 
You won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for one week. A second strike will prevent you from publishing content for two weeks. My channel has a strike. Review content. This is why I'm not live streaming on YouTube. F you, YouTube. I've never gotten a strike before. That means my channel's in bad standing. It takes like six months to get rid of a strike or something like that. Expires. Strike on November 16, 2022. Expires February 14th, Valentine's Day. So, I got a warning. Appeal rejected. Oh, well. F. See, this is, you just, you try to do stuff and every, there's so many gatekeepers, you know? Begin your review to see it. There's so many gatekeepers. Have one strike. You won't be able to upload. All the gatekeepers, they don't want you to do anything. What am I doing? I'm playing to music. Um, I'm going to contest it anyway. See, who cares? They nuke my channel. What am I going to do? Uh, I want to appeal. I don't want to remove the... Like... Uh, we found something. So stupid. Begin review. I wasn't going to keep it on YouTube. Because I was playing drums just for, for like four hours. Three hours. I want to appeal. Removing the content doesn't make sense to me. I want to leave a comment. I was simply playing along and educating uh, <laughs> educating the audience. I, I, you know, I don't even care anymore. Just nuke it. Nuke it all. Just blow it all up. Destroy everything. F everyone. I don't really... Just, uh... Drumming. Why are you... Uh... Choosing to strike my channel and not larger ones do the same thing. This is targeted racism. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Let's say this is targeted. F you, YouTube. Dismiss. YouTube. Says I'm live. I've got five views. On YouTube. You guys want to contest the strikes? I got the strike I just got on my channel. You want to? You want to help me with that? You guys want to support this channel? Uh, tell them you're not making money. I'm not making money from it. I've, well, it's too late. I don't know. 
But I've got a strike on my channel until February 14th, Valentine's Day. So, that's how many months? One month, two months, three months. I counted. I, I like, my, um... My wherewithal. No, I don't have it. I don't have any... I'm crestfallen, see? I don't really know... Yeah, I'm trying... I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to... Just trying to do things, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to exist. <sighs> that makes it so hard to exist. You don't exist unless you have like a thousand, a hundred thousand followers. You know what I mean? You don't exist. And they're like, oh, you and your 3,000 followers, we're going to... What do we do? I don't know. It's not the end of the world. It's stupid. I'll start a new channel. Screw it. They'll probably follow me. They'll be like, no, we don't like you. Can't upload channels. I mean, videos. I'm just going to sit here quiet. Do a new channel. I just hate YouTube. I hate it all. Why didn't they just take it down and say, why are they get, getting me a strike? Mm. They could just nuke my whole channel at any point now. Doesn't matter. All that work. For what? All that work. Let's see. How do we turn lemons into lemoncello? Um, I don't know. I just, I was like, I was pretty shot out of a cannon all day. I don't know. Let's just watch the Andorra and get it over with. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Here, I'll play your intro. Who's been spoiling everything? It's Callie! Oh, and I killed Sparky, oh. too. Yeah, so anyway. Um, here, let me put this on my headphones. Froze. I didn't hear whatever you were saying earlier, so I'm sorry. I'll say it. Uh, I got a strike on my channel. 
10% battery. I got charged this. No, I'll just plug it you in. You got a strike on your channel. Yeah. Because they don't like Why? me. Why? Because I was drumming to songs, and then they said, we don't want you to live. We don't want you to exist in this space. Because they were like footloose for but yeah. with music. Yeah. They were like, you're not allowed to dance. You're not allowed to play drums. You're not allowed to experience joy. You're not allowed to spread joy to people. That's what they said to me. I would like to talk to Mr. Tube at YouTube and and, and have, a, have, a, have a bones... I have a mighty bones to pick. You know, I got I a bone to pick. Hey, Ray. Um, you know, I went two weeks with a YouTube app that was not functional. But, you know, instead of doing that, they're trying to take away your joy and your drums. Yeah, I don't know how to fix it. Here, I'm going to try to do something. Here. Watch this. You probably feel like Anthony LaPaglia in uh, Empire Records. Is that the kid who killed himself? It was Joe, the manager. Oh, there's one of those kids in that movie that killed himself. The kid with the gun. Oh, uh, Roland Yeah, that kid killed himself in real life. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm like the guy from Empire Records. I'm about to hold up a record store or shave my head. No, but remember he would go in his office when, like, the corp corporate was saying, we're going to make this part of a, you know, franchise. And he got pissed, and he would go in his office and just wail on the drums. Yeah, that's like me. I'm going to turn this into french fries. Well, that's why I said it. Yeah, let me turn off this one. Ooh, that's a, a spookier. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to like shake the the feeling of being stressed and frustrated about um, getting a strike on my channel. I've never been penalized for having fun before. <laughs> Maybe I have been. We all get. Why well, don't you why? said penal? I said penal. Penal colony. <laughs> Penile Connolly. Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. Well, you know. This is the thing. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. <laughs> this is the Aristotle Full Throttle show. We hang out. We have fun. We play drum. I'm never going to stream to YouTube again. Screw YouTube. Uh, I'll think about it later, I guess. Yeah. All right. Who's ready to watch Andor? I would like to say everybody who's watching Andor. I'm going to put the episode number up here. <sighs> yeah, look. I can't make you do something. Episode. I can't make you watch and or I can't make you enjoy good things. But you're really missing out, people, if you're not watching and or I can't. I don't know what to do. Episode 11. Um, I don't know how to get people to watch this show. Do so you know how to get people to watch this show? Because this is the, the two common things I, that people are saying. Yeah, and they're, I've got to appeal... To their idiot nature. Nobody who watches this with you is an idiot. But I'm saying you got to appeal to the idiots who are like, oh, how does this factor into everything? 
Well, that's the thing. They're like, well, I already know what happens at Rogue One, so why should I watch it? I'm like, because it's freaking incredible. We already knew what happened to Darth Rogue Vader. Even, it makes Rogue One an even better watch. Yeah. We already knew what happened to Darth Vader. Why would we watch the prequels? You know, like, it's the same okay. concept. Okay, okay, yeah. So, but do you ever read the interviews with the like the director does an interview like after each episode airs? Oh, Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Who and actually their complaint or the showrunner? Who's the director? For, is Tony? Is that also Tony Gilroy who directs this? He's directed some episodes. He and the Gilroys—they're okay. all writing episodes, directing episodes. They're doing well, all the but, things. I read today that part of the reason, like in a evisceration of this season of The Crown, they said part of the reason it sucks is because one of the main directors left for Andor. Oh, so. well, that's that's actually interesting. I, I find this show, I find Star Wars fans annoying. <laughs> that's that's what it really is. Yeah. Have you Star seen Wars fans. I've seen Sorry. them all. Okay. I've seen, well, here's the thing you know, I the have to say about Star Wars. Remember the ones where it's like the toys and they have kids playing with them, and then they have a bunch of old, old white dweebs going, or we can like we can just keep them in the box and look at them. Yes, I do remember that. Um, hang on a second. trying to adjust my lighting so you can see my shirt um i do remember that also i would like to go off on a tangent right now and then we're gonna watch this show episode 11 of andor i am sick of you star wars fans out there trying to tell us what star wars is about how to make a star wars Star Wars was, I said this a couple weeks ago, Star Wars is made by geniuses. It was made by George Lucas. It was made by Dennis Muren. It was made by Irving Kirshner. It was made by geniuses. And the fact that there's freaking people out there going, oh, no, actually, Star Wars. You guys are idiots. Star Wars is created by geniuses. Why are we letting the idiots tell us what needs to be in it or not? Do you understand what I'm saying? The idiots are running the facility here. We need don't Tony Gilroy's to give us something good and special. Because he seems to be working at genius level. Which is where Star Wars needs to be. It's not J.J. Abrams. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Oh, Abrams okay, okay. is no genius. We're, we're, we will not start this episode until midnight if you start talking about J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is no genius. He's He figured out a couple tricks, and he's like a two-trick pony, okay? He does the mystery box, and then he says, what if uh, a lady was a spy, and I'll do a show called Alias? <laughs> what if... What if a, a girl had curly hair and she cut it all off? <laughs> See? We're letting the idiots run the asylum here. 
I don't want to sit there and say, yes, uh, look, I'm not... It's mob rule. It's created mob rule. Star Wars is created by geniuses. We should let the geniuses decide how the show works. Stop. I'm just picturing... With the, with the geniuses, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about, like, when Bobby Moynihan played George Lucas, and he was like, you will give me a Coke Zero. You will give me a Coke Zero. You will give me a Coke Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were funny. I remember just seeing all of those clips of George Lucas with his Starbucks cup from uh, the prequels. Uh, George Lucas is a genius. I don't care what do. he's done in the last 20, 30 years. The fact that the first 20, 30 years of him creating stuff was just... Look, Willow is coming back. Willow is a mm-hmm. Lucasfilm concept show. Willow is coming back because it was good. Indiana Jones are making more because they're like, we, we own it. Disney's like, we own it now. We might as well make everything that we own. Make that money back. Pander. Well, but, Harrison uh, Ford yeah. has said how much he loves that role. That he loves what? Playing Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great at that role. He's really I mean, he's not just—he's not just doing this for a paycheck. He really enjoys it. However, at the last uh, meeting, he's like, "That's the last time I'm going to fall down for you." He said that. He's, he's not going to like—he's <laughs> not going to do any more Indiana Jones after this. Oh, he's eight years guy, old. The guy crashes planes. He crashes planes and survives. Harrison Ford. I, I'm, I'm Tom Cruise. Who? Yeah, Harrison Ford is incredible because he created an iconic character. He's an iconic role. It's insane. Could you imagine if it was Tom Selleck? No. Maybe a little bit, but not he, that much. Do you know who he is? He's Ron Swanson. He's John Johnson's. He's Don Johnson's. He's Ron you know, Swanson. He's a, carpent- he's a carpenter in his free time. He's Jesus. He's very okay. Like Jesus, I'll let, you run. I'll let you run with that one. No, he's not. Did I just say that George Lucas? Is, I mean, that Harrison Ford is Jesus. Well, there was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, he said, "Don't look at it." Spoiler: alert, Don't so look at should, it. Are we starting a conspiracy theory that Harrison Ford is actually Jesus? Uh, yeah. Ollie has only watched episode f- up to f- episode five. Ollie, what the hell are you doing? You got to watch six. Jesus, HF. We're on. Uh, I do want to say that if you don't want to be spoiled, don't read the post episode interviews. Like, not just like, just tell us how show. to avoid spoilers by spoiling. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! I, just stop I, it! How is it spoiling by te- like? I'm trying to help you. You're literally. You guys know Harrison Ford is my dad. Harrison George Harrison Ford, George Harrison Ford, something yeah. in the way he whips. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. What's up? Attract me like no other whipper. Something in the style he knows. 
leave now Don't want to whip now Harrison Ford's my dad and it's warm I want to watch this show Yeah Are you ready? I wrote that song What? I wrote wrote that that song song? Yeah It's about Harrison Ford Being my dad Is there only one speaker? Oh no you keep cutting out. Uh, do I cut out? I was saying a whole song just now. Watch on a replay. Well, the whole song didn't cut out, but it does it does get a little jittery there. It gets oh, yeah. jittery? I what? Can you hear me now? That it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound like Check. you have like a Motorola phone and put oh. it on speaker <laughs> and then play the song. I oh, does it sound better now? Motorola. <laughs> Motorola. It sounds better now, doesn't it? It sounds louder, clearer. It doesn't break. Yes. Okay, yeah. I fixed it. Oh, were you just not talking into the microphone? No, I, so this is what I did. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, I didn't gain up the pot up the microphone enough because, and there's also a, a noise gate on the mic. So if the mic is too low, it's going to gate out the mic. So I got to turn up the mic so the mic can cut through. So whatever comes, the signal goes through instead of gets cut off. So maybe the first half of the show was choppity top. Um, if it ever does that, just let me know right away. Say, oh, it's choppy. Because <laughs> otherwise, oh, I'll no, have an it entire show. all the time for me. I just don't want to bother you about it. No, well, it's not a bother. It's actually a help. I want to happen so that you have to explain it. Yeah. I have no you idea what tell you me. just said, but that was awesome. Yeah. Thank Noise you. gate? Gain? Yeah, I was gaining something. What the heck is that? Can you believe they gave me a I copyright strike? knowledge. Yes, yeah. I can believe it because mm-hmm. YouTube is a corporation. They've got they've gotten really like the last month even. Something's going on over there. I'm really mad about it. I, just, I contested it anyway because whatever. Um, all right, we'll watch this episode. Ollie said he's on episode five and he's not caught up. And I said we're on episode. This one goes to eleven, or these go to eleven. She said. Oh, that's a Spinal Tap reference, Christopher Guest, and all them. All right, well. Oh wait, they're making a new one of those. They are. Rob Reiner and them should be yeah. uh, interesting. They're all like ninety. They made a Mighty Wind, which was kind of like a sequel, but not I, really. I have that. I think I have that on VHS and storage. That one was like they were too into the roles that it kind of was. Not as funny as it was, just sort of like, sort of real. But it was good. <laughs> it was good. It just felt like they were real, and it wasn't like hilariously uproarious. It just felt like these were real weird folk singers and stuff. Um, yeah, but as a daughter of somebody, parents who were really into that stuff, it was perfect. Yes. You know. Like I had to, you know, they took me to a Peter Paul and Mary concert, all that stuff. Peter. Paul and Ari. Um, all right, <laughs> let, let me try to put a timer on here. Let's see, scripts, tools, scripts, output timer. Is that a thing? Automatic scene switcher. I'm going to put a timer in here. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Scripts. Nope. I can't, in fact, do it. I can't. Not today. All right, let me hook up my headphones. Actually, I'm going to let it charge. I'm going to go pee. 
feel free to take the show over. Tell me, tell tell us a story. I can still hear you. I'll be back. Um, what's your favorite TV show? I watch TV. This is actually the first time I'm ever watching an episode of TV. Oh, really? Is this episode of Andor? Oh, okay, Ray, you were here last. Was I? I don't remember that. I don't okay, remember. Okay, I'm already, I'm already kind of stoned off of day two of my antibiotic, so don't mess with my emotions. Um, because you asked me last week if you were a cereal, what cereal would you be? Hmm. Did you make uh, eggs last week? Did you, it made you hungry. Probably. I, Maybe I had cereal. I don't know. I'm trying to. Are you cereal? No. It's super cereal. I'm Ray. Mad Ray. It's coming. You know, um, my hair burnt off last night. I burnt my hair off last night. Yeah, how did that happen? I was, uh, I dropped a pumpkin seed on the floor. And then I leaned over to grab it on the pump on the floor like this. Like I was leaning over like this. And then there was a candle on the countertop. Oh my God. At my friend's house. And then I caught, and I like, I heard, I just heard it start to like sizzle. And I could, and I immediately knew my hair must have caught fire. Because you could hear the sound and smell it, and then I was like, well, I was patting my head like this, and it was just like spreading, and it wasn't going out. I could like <laughs> when I was when I was going like this, and then finally I was like, and he sees puffs of smoke coming out of my head, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then finally it like, thank God it didn't even touch my skin. I did not Michael Jackson myself, but it like it was just the surface. You know what? Yeah. What but if that's it. like evolutionarily advantageous of you to have hair that's much bigger than your head so that the fire never actually touches your scalp? Yeah, future humans will be all fireproof. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to breed the species into being fireproof humans. We have froze. So now your hair looks like an earlier version of mine, only I've got the accidental hipster baby thing. Yes, our hair we has all to do. keep growing further and further out from our bodies until we're completely fireproof. I think that'll take about three Here's feet hope, of hair. I was, but I was, I was running my hands through my hair last night, and it was like chunks of like melted hair coming. Oh, <laughs> was, yeah. That's what happened was, to me when I had to have an EEG in the hospital, and this dude like massaged Joe into my scalp. And it, like, and Hold on there, Colleen. What? Hold on. Some he of us are eating gel. dinner. Yeah, you just massage gel into your scalp. Yeah, Jelly. they had to do it for the EG. No, it's not grind. Come on. No, it, it was Jelly like, beans? It was like, you know, a guy who had a crush on me but wanted to be mean put, like, paste in my hair or something. Um... Does it look like I'm looking at at Andor when I'm doing this? I can't see. Look back. Yeah, in. I could put. My, oh. Yeah, anyway, it looks like, like you're. Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! Sorry. 
Get a screenshot. I'm crying. I forgot how. Oh, you moved. Go back. Did I move? Okay. I got a screenshot. I was you looking look at like Andor. Looking at him very lovingly. I love Andor. It's a great show. That's what I so I was going on a tear about nobody's watching Andor and I don't know why anybody's not watching Andor. If you're not watching Andor, um, there's there's a couple of reasons. One, um, you're just not into cool things that are awesome. That could be one of the reasons. Number two, uh, you're a Star Wars fan and but you're an annoying Star Wars fan. Like, oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. And this is the the biggest criticism of an annoying Star Wars fan about Andor. They say. Yeah, the writing and the acting and the direction and the cinematography and the story are excellent. But, you know, I don't know. Give me more same, same Darth Vader, same, same Boba Fett. Boba Fett was the most uninteresting Boba character. Boba T. Fett. Boba Fett was the most uninteresting character, guys. Face it. He did nothing. Like, he he did nothing in the trilogy. He had a helmet. He had a helmet. He had a cool like, suit. Cool. They were like, that's cool. It's a cool design. You know what that reminds me of? Last year, I was playing a, a game in which you had to come up with characters, right? And characters, I'm going to go on this tear right now. This is fascinating to me. Characters are a person who needs to do a thing. So, a character, like a football player. A guy who wants to join the football team as a character. He's like, I need to practice so that I can accomplish the goal of joining the football team. And then once I join the football team, we have to win the big game. And that's going to be another character arc. These are called character arcs. They have goals, okay? A character isn't a helmet. A character isn't a jetpack. We're so stuck in how things look. You can learn a lot about a character from how they look but that is not at all what a character is so when i was playing this game everybody's like oh did you come up with your character and i'm like yeah my guy wants to play a big concert he learns the bass and they're like no no what does he look like and i'm like i don't know i guess he's an ogre or something but they said they did they would seem to be more concerned with how things looked and how they dressed with then instead of understanding what a character is let's look at let's look at luke skywalker he's a character you know why in the first movie he's like i gotta get off this planet and become a fighter pilot a great fighter pilot i gotta get off this planet and become a great fighter pilot and you know what he does he gets off the planet spoiler alert comes a great fighter pilot destroys a death star no tracking system check this guy out he uses the force Second movie, Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes Back. I gotta go Dagobah and train to be a Jedi and then confront uh, Darth Vader. I need to go do that. I need to do this as a character. I need to go learn how to become a Jedi like my father and go confront and him. I'm gonna kiss my sister, but I don't know it's my sister. It's a little bit of incest involved. It's okay. That's what they said in Empire Strikes Back. That's what they taught us. Third movie. He kissed his sister two times. Remember in the first movie, she said, kiss for luck. Second movie, she said uh, she kissed him to make Han Solo jealous. Third movie. Oh, that's right. Third that. movie. Darth Vader, third movie, Luke Skywalker's like, I gotta go rescue my friends. And also, I uh, confronted my father, and now I must defeat my father. I must defeat 
stupid empire. I must go confront and try to convince my father to turn back to the light side. This is my goal. Actually, his goal was not to con- yet to confront his father in, in the Empire Strikes Back. It was to um, train to become a Jedi like his father. And then the third one, he's he's now a Jedi, and now he's got trying to be trying to convince his father to turn back to the light. It's a bionic. Re- so, not, not in none of that did I say he's got to be a blonde kid wearing a a gi. Like I, I was, I didn't say any of that. We understood those three things about this character. Hey, he, he might not be the best example in terms of looks, because there's. But it's he, there's factor. no there's no description. You don't need anybody could play this character. Anybody they could. Yeah. Mark Hamill himself. Uh, that that was actually not on purpose. Um, when you know he went through like reconstructive surgery after the first movie. Yeah, he got into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they, they explained that because he got attacked by a wampa in the first part of the movie. So that made sense as to why. Also, like while he was still healing, they filmed a lot of the Dagobah stuff. So his face is like cut up. Um, but anyway, it all makes sense as a character in the story. Just incidentally that he happened to get into a car accident where it kind of changed his face a little bit. But uh it all works with the story. It's it's not. It wasn't. I mean, horrible for Mark Hamill being an actor and having his face be injured. But but go ahead. Um, in the interests of keeping familiar characters and storylines out of Andor in favor for what makes it great, which are new stories, um, instead of bringing back a character to satisfy the people who want the same old, same old, they could bring back the accidental incest. Of Empire Strikes Back. Accidental incest, our favorite thing. And then people would be like, oh my god, that's exactly like Leia and Luke. And then it's the same old, same old again. Yeah. How do we oh, get exactly. people to do Ray the same thing? That's, no, Ray touches on exactly what I've been thinking. It's like, it's like they don't necessarily have to create an entirely new thing, they can go back and see like the seeds that have been planted in other things and expand on that in a new way. That's exactly what this, uh, what Andor does is take yes. the, the little bits of Cassian's, like he's, he talks a little, little tiny bit about his past, but hardly anything at all in Rogue One. And they have built this whole thing out of it, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Why are people watching? I didn't watch uh, Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. I didn't watch this one though. Yeah, you don't have to. I honestly would tell people to skip those. Because my brother, my brother's birthday, shout out to my brother Chris, his birthday was on Monday. Uh, Was it Monday or yesterday? Was it Cheryl? Uh, It was Monday. So I called him that day and he's like, I finally got around to watch the first 10 hours. He just sat, he took the day off on his birthday. He's like, I sat around, I I watched, I binge watched Andor all day. So he watched, he's like, this freaking awesome. So I'm like, yeah, it's freaking awesome. I'm trying to tell people this. He's like, I binge watched it all day. It's freaking awesome. I I don't know what else I got to tell people. I'm losing my mind. 
I'm losing my mind a little bit telling people my how to friend, like. Yeah, my friend Eric, who I've literally known since I was born, like he held me as a baby. Uh, he's a big, huge, like, since they came out, he's a Star Wars head. And yeah. he agrees that The Last Jedi is one of the best. But he, t- when we were talking about Andor, he's like, I think everything, the acting, the cinematography, everything is amazing. But, but overall, the tone is kind of boring until what? last week. No, no. Until last week, he's like, okay, I get. Until last week? Everything. Yeah, he was like, everything finally clicked for me last week. I'd see the tone not as boring, but maybe bleak. It feels very dire. World world building is like my king. It feels very uh, intense to me. It feels like super um, dramatic and intense to me. But that's just me. I think they're world building while... Like, it's, it's all about intrigue, right? Yeah. Yeah, and people's arcs are not as straightforward as maybe um, a lot of fans have gotten used to. You know, they may be used to, like, huge heroic changes in characters over, like, the the uh, easy arcs of what's been coming out recently. You know, like, the, the like, teen, young adult novel kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have a really really obvious expected arc um i actually I would like to go back to your assertion about boba fett being the most boring character yeah. and there there are two things about that one he's a fan favorite and two he became a fan favorite likely because he was that faceless personalityless character because he was a lot of dudes really latched on to him and thought he was like yeah that was the guy. That was the the character, and it was a really big costume. I for... think it was a marketing ploy. Well, originally, I don't think it was a, a marketing thing. I think when Boba Fett showed up as a character originally, he was really exciting to people because that was one a really cool costume, looked yeah. really cool, and two, he had no personality. He had really nothing going on. So when they interacted with this media. He became a great character to, to like, kind of self-insert with. Be like, I identify with this person because I can project whatever personality I want to onto them. The same reason right. that Twilight was popular. Because that boring main character allowed people to project themselves into her place. Yeah. So, she- I think it makes sense that Boba Fett gets a thing now because he's such a fan favorite. Because he's so... But- he's anything you want him to be. It was like but, almost kind of like fan fiction incorporated into the film. But d- did you notice that like he did nothing during the show? He like he would go, "I'm the, I am it. the." <laughs> we haven't watched it, dude. You haven't watched it. Oh, the the whole thing it. about this, sh- the whole thing, the whole time he's like, "I am here. I am the crime boss of Tatooine." <laughs> And you must listen to what I have to say. And the people are like, no. And he's like, okay, then fine. You do whatever you need to do. And like every single episode, he's like, I'm going to tell, stop them from doing it. It's like, no, you're not. Okay, I, I won't stop them. I'm just going like to go back to tank. That, that gift yeah. from uh, Dodgeball with um, 
Ben Stiller, he's like, Jewish kid. I don't, I, I haven't seen that in, in a million years. I don't know. The no, gift. he's um, like, trying gift. to be all big and, like, you know, in charge. <laughs> Wait, you're how old? Dodgeball. Me? I'm Dodgeballs. Okay. I don't. I've seen dodgeball. I used to play dodgeball. I used to love dodgeball. Who wants to watch Andor? Let's watch Andor. All right, we're ready to watch Andor, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna say start your engines during the Lucasfilm uh, logo. So everybody watching at home, we're watching episode 11 of Andor, and we're gonna watch the recap. We're watching the recap currently. That's K2SO, bro. K2S, bro. Nakina 5. Never more than 12. So good. This has got the greatest... Look at these characters. Look at... They just look cool. Like... Upper crusted. Like Dynasty, but in space. Mm-hmm. They'll be slaughtered. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lucasfilm logo is on the screen. Press play now on the Lucasfilm logo for Andor. Press play now. I'm going to do this. Press play now. I'm going to wave my arms around. Let's hear the music. Music changes every week. Friendly reminder, when the characters are talking, we will not talk, but during tra- scene transitions, we can. There's more pizzicato this time. they got off that boat he's in Rogue One oh imagine that 
But you're going to make it to Rogue One. He thought it, he put his drink on it, but it's a guy. This is some guy. Oh, poor droid. Could go. It's so sad because without the emotional attachment, that droid is broken and would be destroyed. Yeah. So the lady died. She died off camera, off screen. That's that's weird. Or is this her way of escaping? Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Aliens! Yay! I like that there's sand on a cliff. That's kind of an interesting... It's interesting. Terrain. Oh, is that the one he steals? We gonna steal your stuff! Are they wearing fake feet over their feet so that they can run on this stuff? Ah. <laughs> 
Uh oh. Spider Man. Gross. Dank Ferrix. Ew. That guy looks weird. What about the droid? One quarter portion. That other guy just burps a lot. They're weird. Did they just make friends? They're showing how the rebellion won. Everybody hates the empire so much that they're willing to. Oh yeah. Do anything to hurt them. Yeah, they made allies. That was cool. Uh, twist of what was expected. See, that's good writing. It's like, this didn't just do what you expected it to do. A story isn't what you think is going to happen. A story unfolds before you.
Those are Padme's things. They still have the Padme crown. Have you done for me lately? Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, 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 yeah. Hmm. Everybody gets the dramatic moment. They're talking about a guy. Won't you? Well, Bechtel test can go to hell. Today I had Red Bull for breakfast. <clears throat> Is he though? Just got ringing that bell. What if they use the poor little droid? What if they oh. extract knowledge from it? Oh no. They're, they're gonna drill a hole in his head. The little baby. Yeah, they're gonna R2 destroy. Well, but that's exactly why I think maybe he'll be okay because R2 was able to just like shut down and keep secret. Hey, Colleen, you might think this is interesting. Oh, wait. Judy's former roommate's the aunt to the please don't destroy guy. Uh-oh. Wally. 
appropriate joke because I'm in a recliner right now. It's also Disney. That's Biggs. She she got her brain scrambled. Give her unscramble an egg. Hmm. Oh no. He's the worst, Dr. Gorst. It's a video game mission. Cutscene. Oh, I wrote. Oh, I forgot to change the uh, titles. Damn it. Oh, no. What's trending? Her Bible study class? She's got a glass of wine. Alien one. Oh, snap. It's raining.
Uh oh. on day I have a prediction about this scene, and I'm going to see if it happens. She's about seven years, well, maybe nine years away from blowing up that second Death Star. Oh, she's phony. Oh, man. She's got to give up so much. Man, I thought Mon Mothma was going to get some money out of that lady. That's her cousin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the cause. Oh, this guy. Cereal. I like this still old format TV. Oh, snap. I like that it's miscommunicating. Dead. 
wasted. This lady, she's so mean. She's so passive aggressive. Thank God I don't got a mom's like that. His nose is as pointy as his chin. Hey, look at these bluebirds. They're tealish. Yeah, more aliens, please. They were like the same type of teal that a flamingo was pink. If that makes sense. I know exactly what you mean, and it does make sense. <laughs> I wonder Did if there's he... space Ikea. Oh, this guy, Luthen. What's Luthen up to? That speech last week was incredible. I watched it like 10 more times. Uh oh, it's two tubes. What is this? You use this? It's a lightsaber, I'm telling you. Maybe. Nah, I don't I don't want it to be. That's X-Wing. That's two X-Wings. It's going to be a sick space battle next episode. I like that he's he's nuts. Where's Jin? <laughs> Didn't he raise her? Yeah, he's he's unhinged. This guy, it's great. Hmm. 
Hmm. There's a, there's a mole. Tubes! Hmm. Star War. He's like, I got a bit. It's really difficult to listen to you. Well, there's a gun in my face. There's a blaster pointed at my head. I can't hear what anything you're saying right now. It's interesting that Saw is so over the top. And it's cool that in Rogue One, he's like on an oxygen thing and has no legs. So something happened between now and four years from now. Maybe that's what happens the next episode. But I don't really need to know. It takes a very... They're speaking in code. <laughs> They're going to be intercepted. Man, this galaxy's got terrible reception. Listen and uh, thought are very Shakespearean. Oh, oh, that ship looked big. <clears throat> hmm. Can't you tell by our trapezoidal windows? 
Oh, they're about at Alderaan then. Oh. Am I being detained? Am I free to Am I free to go? That looks cool. This is very congruous with the way Rogue One looked. some time always oh, gonna go to emergency warp I mean hyper hmm Oh no, that's what they do. Oh, he's trying to get away. That way. Warp speed, I mean, hyperspace. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, nice. He just went porcupine on him. Yeah. Oh, here come the TIE fighters. Because they look like bow ties, ladies and gentlemen. That's why they're called tie fighters, I think. Like bow tie pasta. Yeah, get evasive action, Luthen. He is never excited. <laughs> yeah, fly toward the. I think there's a, a certain temperament that lends itself to like he's exactly the kind of character who would be able to do this yeah because he's so so focused yeah he's so measured and oh <laughs> wow that was that was rad boom gone yo you just got egg wow. all over your face bro yeah that's fried How embarrassing. that's um, that's some scrambled eggs, bro. <laughs> Luthen, man, he just <laughs> his eggs poached, uh, poached himself. He just got poached. He just got poached. <laughs> oh, I already said it though. I mean, Johnny, 
Oh, she's dead. <laughs> All right, Cassian. I mean, Steve. <laughs> but she did. Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my own show. No, that's true, though. That's that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh, man. All that. Now what has he got to live for? Right. His girlfriend, I guess. Fix? No, the droid. Oh, yeah. K2SO. K2SO. K2SO, that's cute. His H2O SO. You got you wanna be in a movie called Rogue One together? sucks he was there for a year and and would you go back to the planet you got caught on no (laughs) it seems a little weird planet florida cause Shoot me. <laughs> I'll see you in row one. Bye. Oh, the sounds of cellos. So beautiful. Yeah, it's like the it's like the sound of people wailing and yeah. crying. But pretty. Oh cellos, they sound so good. I got chills. Yeah, we're about to get a crazy space battle next episode. I knew this was going to be one of them Andor-esque transitional episodes. Um, It seems so short. It did seem really short. This is based on George Lucas? Oh, Jesus? George Jesus. Jesus Lucas. I'm going to go off on fans, Star Wars fans. Tell them to shut the F up. They don't need to tell us what Star Wars is. Tony Gilroy's and George Lucas's and Irving Kirshner's, they need to tell us. Lawrence Kasdan's. These are all geniuses. What about Kasdan? What about Kasdan? I just said Lawrence Kasdan. Okay. Oh, but yeah, also Lawrence Kasdan. Forrest Whitaker. Saw Guerrero go about to lose his legs in the next episode. He's going to chill to the next episode. I like that Saw Guerrero is like, he's a little bit more rambunctious. He's able, he's able-bodied. But then when we see him in Rogue One, he's like just so, so damaged by the, the battles and the war. Uh, but don't it's kind you of- like, no, don't you like 
aren't you interested in how it got to the got oh how he became that no i can tell i i know how he he's the dude is a warlord <laughs> like okay, you, clearly you don't have to explain okay, so, to me how he lost his legs i i get it <laughs> like i don't need to know that dude deals in war and weapons it makes sense to okay, me so that at some point that doesn't it's unimportant how he lost his legs completely unimportant to the story you don't want to this see is, that what left him hardened and no just as i don't want to see the people who picked the wheat that went into my bread that made my sandwich i don't need to know that <laughs> I don't, I don't need to know. That's not part of the story. The sandwich, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, is the story. We don't need to see where the peanuts grew, in what field, and how they became peanut butter. But didn't we you don't, just say how you liked the juxtaposition between who he is here and who he became? Yes. Because that's all I need to know. Why, Khalid, you, maybe you can help me with this. Why do you need to know how he got damaged? Because I, care about, I care about the journey. How is that important to this story? We don't know yet. How is it important to Rogue One? We don't know yet. How is it important at all? How would it, how could it be important? Tell me how it I would be know. important to learn I about... I'm just saying, I think it's cool to see, like, who these characters were and wonder about how we're going to see who they became. I just don't think it's important. That kind of topic is best left to fan fiction rather than... Because this this is explaining... Not explaining. It's um, showing us the ways that the rebellion set itself up to win. But isn't this in, like showing how Cassian became who he was in Rogue One? I think that Cassian is the vehicle for the story, um, but he's not the main character. I think the Rebellion is the main character. I know, but it's like, it's, like I said, it's enriching the material that already exists. Do we care enough about Saw Gerrera that if he loses his legs right now, that we would be like, oh man, he lost his legs? Because I remember in Rogue One, he had no, no legs. It's a quieter, like, more interesting process for me. The thing about it is. If, I, don't, and, I don't need to see everything go pew, 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 pew all the time. To me, I'm just like, um, for instance, the Millennium Falcon, which is a great trope, loses its radar dish every movie. Every movie, the Millennium Falcon, you hear me, loses the radar dish because it sticks out precariously. And whenever the Millennium Falcon is, is like flying around, it gets knocked off. <laughs> so it got, they got knocked off and returned the Jedi. So when we saw it in uh, The Force Awakens, it was a different shape and then it got knocked off again. And then there was a different radar dish in um, the the Last Jedi. Now, do we need to know where they got the radar dish <laughs> each time? Do we need to know that they like like what shop they went to 
to go find the radar dish to put on. It's like, to me, I'm like, I get it. It's kind of funny that it gets knocked off. It's like the trope of the, the, of the Millennium Falcon, but it's even, that's even less so of like, I get that this dude, like if there was another sequel where the Millennium Falcon had a different radar dish between movies, I would get that it got knocked off again. (laughs) Like I would, I would get it. I would just, no, Saul Guerrero has seen war. He's all scarred up. He's all messed up. I get it. He's gonna he's gonna get blowed up or something like that. He's gonna escape death several times because uh, uh, up until you know up until one more time. I don't know. I think that the what's most intriguing to me. You're right. You're right. I'm focusing on the wrong stuff. You're right. You guys are right. Why do you say that? Because I'm. I think I'm overanalyzing it. I'm just frustrated with the fandom that needs to know the stuff that's like I'm not the least. I know I am addressing my overall frustration with the this this idea that we need everything explained to us when that- to me the 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 entire galaxy this is its entire galaxy do you know every single thing that goes on in your own country in your own state do you know everything that goes on with every individual and every person in every jurisdiction like is it all do you get do people at home do you are you aware of everything that goes on even at your job and then your friends like and then maybe your your dis your your what is it uh county your state do you know everything that's going on? All the politics? No. There's like, you can go into these little minutia, these worlds, entire worlds that are completely separated from your life, which is what you would imagine an entire galaxy filled with billions of stars would have, would have like different like things. Of course, the one thing that is the most... Um, prevalent across this entire galaxy is the imperial rule over most of it by the way it's not completely absolute rule there are unknown sectors and different parts where the empire does not have control but the fact is they are trying to expand their control over the galaxy and then there's pockets of people who are like of like minds saying look we need to fight against and i'm interested in finding out all these different pockets of people um Again, all these- you're right. I'm focusing on the rest of stuff. You guys are right. I, I, again, I tend to overanalyze, and I think I'm I'm painting too broad of strokes across. This is also the kind okay. of discussion that not I don't want to say used to, but in in greater depth was had between fans who liked this kind of thing where they did want all of those things explained but instead of trying to get it from the creators themselves and using their wallets to fuel a whole bunch of spin-offs that are really not not that great they they did it themselves and i think there is a fundamental difference in how super fans interact with media compared to how they used to cuz now like everybody's watching a show it didn't used to be that everybody went to go see Star Wars 
so this the kind of like the kind of things that were covered in fan fiction and fan art and fan discussions like shared zines and stuff like that the uh the discussions about why boba fett is the best character and how you know how this dude lost his legs um those are those are discussions for the fandom to have and i feel like fandom has changed so much well fandom it feels kind of i don't like something people I sit no back from with well that's the exactly. that's the frustration how i'm absorbing it i this and you know what i i really you you guys are right i'm focusing on the wrong stuff and i really appreciate your insight to help me uh gain perspective I would like to say that the frustrating part about the fandom, there's two things. One thing is when I was a kid and I would read those Star Wars books where they described like every part of the droid and every name of every droid and every species and every single like vehicle in every Star Wars, I would just be like, oh, that's just a load of crap. Like someone just made up a bunch of stuff arbitrarily so they could sell a book. <laughs> and like when I would go through it, I'd be like, oh, this is called like the guy that's named Two Tubes. He has two tubes coming out of his mouth. That's how much time sometimes they spend on these things, ladies and gentlemen. And then people are investing their whole belief in their, like, Star Wars in all of this, like, random-ass stuff that they tried to sell a book with because they know people will eat it up. And then they go on these speculation things. And then here's the other frustrating thing. is like, people are like, Boba Fett, he's a badass, and I think so because of his helmet and his missile rocket launcher and his jetpack and he's just a badass because i think he is and i think that that and then like they're just waiting for that to be confirmed so then when boba fett shows up in the mandalorian and then he's like beating people up with a gaffy stick everybody's like yeah see i told you yay it confirmed my belief and now i feel good about myself for for seeing something that i thought in my head and now they're just gonna do that to placate me because it's called fan service cold story or compelling writing yeah they that's part of it is that the the fan base is so huge now and the majority of the fan base is not you know they're not like refined uh taste story consumers you know they want something that's easy yeah. And then and then that's what they get and then they're handed Andor and they're like yeah, but I don't, I'm not into it. This cuz the fan you know is messed up. Cuz they have to think about it. They have to watch a show and learn new exactly. things. <laughs> it's yeah, too hard to learn a new character. It's too hard to learn a new world. Yeah, there was the whole made, extended Isn't part of what made these movies and the whole Star Wars universe so enduring and such so iconic is that people people got into these discussions and had different perspectives based on the movies based on I'm talking about the television all of it all of it the books even but I don't listen I'm pretty adamant non-book about Star Wars because I'm just I, I'm not even <laughs> personally like, oh this is about the book and that about the book I'm talking no, about what this did 
was create a culture of discussion and perspective. I uh, agree. However, my reading, so to speak, of Star Wars in general is that it is a unique to cinema experience. This show is very cinematic, which is like, and also it's it's episodic in the sense that George Lucas always intended since like the late 80s to make Star Wars a TV series, which is also interesting. So to me, that the idea it's it's a live action format and it is it is unique to that because in even in animation cool animation but everything is contiguous everything is animated so it's all line drawings for instance this is puppets it's sets it's people it's 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 this unique combination of live action elements that make it what it is and um, I think it's really important to the aesthetic. I think it's really important to the way that we uh, we experience Star Wars. Pers- this is my personal opinion. I never have to stay, say that because obviously it's my show. But like I never have to say that in my opinion. But the point is, um, that's inferred, ladies and gentlemen. You don't say in my opinion. You uh, just say you're right. In my opinion... Uh, I, well, I also what, believe that my opinions are right, and, and that's yes. why I hold them. Then why that's am I exactly it. So my point you is, let like me finish. Wrong? Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. Uh, so the fact that th- there are books that expand upon the, the minutia and the in-between details, that's just like speculation and fan fiction. It, it has nothing to do with the presentation uh, and to me, the comic books, all of this stuff when they're like, oh, it's canon now, it's canon now, I don't care. What's canon to me is everything that is displayed in a live action format. <laughs> that is for me, and that's actually pretty contiguous with how these shows work, like, and all the, the live action stuff. It's like, you really do not have to uh, delve into any of of the... Extraneous, superfluous, extra expanded material, like and and I, I frankly, um, I find it very difficult to do so because of the way I experience personally experience Star Wars. It is a it's a live action action adventure drama series. Okay, now now, now you go now. Why? Who? There's no right or wrong. It's just opinions. So yeah, I think it maybe it feels like. Uh, we're we're telling you you're wrong, but we are um, expressing with the the same intensity our opinions, which we believe are right. Yours aren't necessarily wrong, but you know I know my opinion's the most important opinion in the world to me. <laughs> well, I don't think yeah, but I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just saying the way I experience Star Wars, the way I experience Star Wars, is most gratifying and satisfying and makes the most sense to me. In a live action format, and that was the intention. That I'm wrong. You guys, no, this is actually hilarious. You guys are implying that I'm wrong for telling you you make me feel like I'm wrong. Oh, I don't. You're, I don't want you to feel like you're wrong. I. Uh, I no, always, you're wrong about. No, I'm, I'm not overly <laughs> sensitive. I just, I, I really feel like the beauty of all of this is dialogue like it gives us something 
it gives us an escape from all the sh- the stuff that's going on in our actual lives. And I just think, shouldn't we be more forgiving about accepting perspectives that aren't entirely in line with our own? Yes, as long as I'm also allowed to say what I think. Yeah, I'm just saying what I think. I was not stopping either of you. I I will not stop. I think that there are many fans who uh, experience Star Wars the way you do Aristotle, but a lot of them also go from the other direction of this is a manifestation of this cool imaginary world that they get to read books in and play video games in and now they can go to Disneyland and be immersed, you know, that's the kind of folks who cosplay as like a second career, you know? They're- I agree. I mean, it all, all of that fun is to be had. I just think that like, you know, when you take J.R.R. Tolkien and you go, oh, these are really much better as the books, aren't they? But you go, the, the Lord of the Rings series movies and, and the Hobbit and stuff, you're like, these are really, really formatted for books, but the movies, you know, the original, the, the Lord of the Rings movies, really great effort, amazing effort. So like enjoyable for a lot of people. However, you go read those books, you're going to get, you're going to get the experience that I think was the intended experience by J.R.L. Tolkien. So that's the inverse. I just think, you know, obviously you can have any experience you want and enjoy it in any fashion you want. I'm just saying that like when something jumps, um, media, uh, it, 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 it kind of loses an essential element to it, to it for me, uh, especially star Wars, which was always intended to be a movie. It was always intended to be to take all of these elements and create a fantastical movie cinematic experience, and um, which is so I like that so much because it's truly the I mean up until Marvel came along it was like the uh, most valuable Hollywood property, and it is strictly a Hollywood um, it's a strictly cinematic. development a thing that was created for cinema and it was the most successful and most valuable property in cinema which i think is i love movies so much i just love that idea and i love that it's truly for me fully experienced in that format in the theater you know at home is nice with watching it like this but in an actual theater lined with speakers the modern theater actually by the way the modern theater layout which was invented by george lucas um because he's a freaking genius seeing a star wars movie in the modern theater format which was invented by george lucas because before that there were playhouses that were converted into movie theaters and george lucas said let's build movie theaters that are strict that are designed for the experience of cinema specifically um, instead of an old playhouse that shows movies Um, so that is another thing that makes me feel like the intend the intended um, the intention of the artist of the creator it's it's fully realized his vision 
to me, is appreciated in that format. So, yeah. I can make a good argument. I'm just saying. I can hear myself. I like to. Just thinking about um, the uh, the Alan Watts assertion, not the Alan Watts assertion, the Eastern belief that the galaxy or the universe is a is a story it tells itself. And I was thinking about in a galaxy far, far away, long time ago, galaxy far, far away. This is cool. We get to watch some other story that the universe tells itself. Yeah, and it's and it's still relatable because the universe is the same shape to us in all our stories. The universe contains a lot of people with a, a you know a lot of different feelings and a lot of different points of view. Hmm. Yeah, we get to we get to even make up our own. Good job, George Lucas. Thanks for making us movie theaters. I don't want to go to them anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I saw, uh, the second time I saw The Force Awakens, and yes, we can blame, let's blame J.J. Abrams for this. Uh, I saw it, like, I went to, I went with it with somebody who bought the tickets, and he was like, oh, I could only get second row. Please don't ever see a movie like that. Uh, in the second row in IMAX because I ended up like going home and you know it wasn't good on my stomach <laughs> George Lucas did not invent IMAX though he invented sort of the sloping I, I, no, floor I'm blaming, no, I'm and the speakers on the walls like the, the THX surround sound that's George Lucas like literally he did that? yeah, yeah his first movie is called yeah, yeah. yeah. TH that's so THX one one three eight was his student film that, and then he made it into a feature when he was uh, when he graduated. So THX sound is based on that character's name, THX. Also, um, cool thing about George Lucas is he owned four companies. He was a he's a billionaire in the late by the late eighties. He was a billionaire. He owned Lucasfilm, Lucas Arts, THX one one three eight, and. Um, Give me a minute, and I'll remember the fourth one. <laughs> but he, so Lucasfilm made the movies, Lucas Arts made the video games, THX was a sound system developed for a sound. Oh, and um, and Industrial Light and Magic. So those are the four George Lucas uh, companies. When he sold everything, he sold all that to Disney, basically. Um, so that's why he got four billion dollars. But uh, those are each one of those is a billion dollar company that he he became the the champion for, for like he invented he this guy is nothing to shake a stick at <laughs> figured it out but he's always on to the next thing so after he him, his daughter uh, was the garbage was either a female uh, doc or boxer or MMA fighter oh wow all he had. Plenty of resources to do training for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She learned from the best, literally. Sadly, his son is the kid. His son was like three when he came up with the name Jar Jar Binks. And he's like, "Okay, we'll go with it." And I'm like, "George, you're the genius, not your three-year-old son." <laughs> um. 
sure that kid doesn't have daddy issues at all. Yeah. But he's got daddy issues. We live in a patriarchy. <laughs> daddy issues. Isn't that a podcast? Well, ladies exactly. and ladies. I, I, I don't need a podcast about it. I lived it. Yeah. Episode 11 of Andor. Transitional. Some cool moments, but really building up to that next episode. I'm actually looking forward to being able to binge this with my parents favorite when I get. Favorite part of the episode. How about that? Favorite part of the episode. Luthen's escape was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I liked the fact that Andor and his friend Cochise, I don't know his friend's name, but like they, Steve, they, the two of them was encountering those like the samurai alien. And then they said, oh, no, nah, we're going to be friends. Yeah. Gotcha. Psych. We yeah, thought we was going to kill. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. The enemy of my friend of me is my, my, an enemy. Um, thank you for chatting with me about Star Wars, the geekiest thing on the planet. It's the wonder, most wonderful thing. Those pictures behind me are of the blueprint designs of... They're the actual... Um, I believe these designs are the actual trademarked images that they've created so that the designs of the vehicles and they're trademarked. So those are the, the submissions, the trademark submissions for, uh, say, like a, an X-Wing... Uh, Tie Fighter, the Millennium Falcon, and is it Falcon or Falcon? And a ATAT. It's so, Millennium Fulcrum. The Millennium fra- fra- f- Fracture. The Millennium Fulcrum. Millennium Fizzé. The Millennial. The Millennium the, the Millennial Hall or Marcinio Hall. Um. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but thank you so much for joining me. I've been streaming since around, what, what 2 o'clock today? <laughs> 2, 3 o'clock. Um, and no, probably like one third, no, 2 o'clock. So I think it's time uh, that I quit streaming. I also got a strike. Oh, I got nine minutes before I reach two hours. Let's just, just hang out for, <laughs> for nine more minutes. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I did... I did like a lot of it's going to be set up. I do believe that the next episode, because this is something we have not gotten during this entire star war show is a space battle. So I think that perhaps they will give us. Oh yeah. I think that it will. We're building up to it because now they're like, Oh, can you fly this thing? Also, there were two X wings in the, in Saw Gerrera's, cache or attache or case or his his what is it arsenal so we've seen now we see they're not just going to show us two x-wings be like by the way just uh, these x-wings i'm going to leave this right here yeah i i do get the sense that we're going to get some uh star warsing next episode but this season oh, is that, so oh, far really? hmm. yeah what do you think of the hotshot pilots me yeah. Who do you think is going to surprise you with moves like Luthen just did for us? Um, do you want to surprise you? He's got moves like Jagger. Uh, I would say... I don't know if Andor is going to be a hotshot pilot. 
he's good on the ground. Yeah. So far. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Suited for the stuff that he does. He is well suited for that. For he is more of the the mascot. He's the mascot for the rebellion. <clears throat> yeah, he's a, a good vehicle mascot, for the story. Interesting way to put that. Yeah, he wears an ascot. Yeah, he's, he's a mascot. And then he dies, and then R two D two replaces him. Yeah, people, beep, beep. So. Do you think actually the droid is the main character all along? Like R2-D2 and C-3PO are the main Mm -hmm. through line from all the Star Wars movies? Yeah. (coughs) Technically, that that was George Lucas' intention. The droids are the real heroes. I remember learning that when I was a kid. They are. I remember learning that when I was a kid that that R2-D2 and C-3PO were the our doorway into the story. So like that was George Lucas's intention always. We talked it out. You guys let me talk and we eventually came to a collective understanding. Yeah. That my hair. I always understand. I never agree though. Only my opinion. I only agree when it's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I have to make Uh, every opinion. See, I'm a verbal Libra cuss. So it's like a constant battle between the head and the heart. Did you say I'm a, I'm a Virgo with a tusk? I'm a Virgo <laughs> with a tusk. No, I, like, dude, I'm not into that shit, but like, excuse me for cussing. I don't want you to get like demonetized. Um, I won't. That's that's not the problem. The problem is when I demonized. use. I'm going to get demonetized. I'm going to get. Demonetized. Antibiotics make me feel like I took a pain pill. Only you only get the hazy feeling, but the pain's still there. Um, Those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Loosey goosey. Uh, no, I joke around about it. I don't take that stuff seriously, but. It's funny because it is like they say, like, oh, burgers are super logical and Libras are super emotional. And I'm like right on the border. And I'm like, well, that, it, that does explain my personality. I believe in the Barnum effect where you can describe anything in particular vague terms and people will. Uh, say, oh my gosh. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. You can find some level of truth in anything. Because our brains like to make connections like that. Yeah. I think that we can. People will generally. Well, that is the entire basis. Basis. That is the entire basis for film. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what they, I spent a lot of money on film school for, which I finally paid off during 2020 when I got a disaster loan um i paid off my college what i learned in college is this movies motion pictures moving picture shows are a sequence of thesis antithesis synthesis that is to say if you take a picture of like a lemon a lemon on its own is just a lemon and then if you put a picture next to it of a baby crying 
that's just a baby crying, right? But we, in our brain, go, the baby tasted the lemon and it was sour and they're crying. We made that story. Those are just two pictures. You made that story. I came up with a different story. We stuck the lemon in the baby's eye. <laughs> I don't know. What was your story? Uh, a baby is scared of lemons because uh, lemons were showed to them every time they cried. So it became a feedback loop of see lemon cry. I'm crying Unless when I see a lemon. Cry harder. I'm not sure. But you put them together. You put them together in your head. You synthesized the two things and you made a story out of it. That's what movies are. That's it. They show us a picture and then they show you another picture and we have decided in our mind that somehow they make sense. And there's so many conventions that we have been primed for over these last 120 years that we don't even know that we're like constantly filling in all of the gaps in movies. That's why also it's really annoying to me that Star Wars has to explain literally everything, or at least the bad writers of Star Wars for like a lot of the stuff. Tony Gilroy and all them, they've been doing it right. Shockingly enough, and actually this may shock you, I did get a 4.0 in my uh, college script analysis class. There you go. I no, took... I mean, that's not... Can you hear that? I mean, I, I don't have any authority on anything. I just think it's funny. I don't want to diminish your accomplishments because getting an A in any class is something to be celebrated. Um, yeah. But I think of John Mulaney's little bit where he's talking about, it was college. You could say anything. I think, what, who was the author's name that he said? I don't remember. Not where I went. I think Mon Mothma was a lesbian. You get partial credit. You know? Maybe she is. She doesn't like her husband. That's for sure. With script analysis, as long as you can support your claim, you can find a connection between any two things. And that's, that's what makes good art, is when you can decide, I'm going to uh, point out how this story is about trichotillomania. And then you support it with a bunch of evidence from the, the script. 10, awesome. 11, Even if that wasn't 12. <laughs> what? 10, 11, 12. Thank you. <laughs> Did You're you hear welcome. that? Oh. I, I heard it. It sounded like a very far away um, little keyboard. Yeah. It's like a... It's actually a very cool effect if you can make like a little little library of sounds with it coming through your microphone into Discord out of my microphone. That's a cool set of I can. Let me see. Watch this. I'm gonna do it right now. Application. You're doing it right now? Yeah, logic. Ready for it? Running is uh, logic. Oh, I can't hear nothing. And then I'm going to do, I'm going to, hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And then input device is past one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I need to do, do, 
Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. And then I could. Uh, I don't hear. Wait, oh, don't. Can you hear that? I can't. No. Um, froze. You don't hear nothing. I'm doing no. a magic. Your logic. Yeah. Can you hear that? It's it's so I heard delayed a though. Bit of it. Can you hear that? It's a peak <laughs> episode now. I can't quite hear it though, but let me see if I could do it this way. Um, I want to hear it live. Uh, favorite part of the episode. No, you go. When Mon Mothma was holding out those tears, there was such a, she was like, in it. Those are real feels. Yeah. She's a really good actor. Uh, Junaviva O'Reilly. See, I remembered her name. Um, what is it? I'm hearing this song like three seconds after I play it. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to play the note now. And then I just heard it. it takes like 20 minutes. Um, she was really good. The show's really good. I'm going to turn that off. Sounds better coming out the speakers. Let's, I'll play you out with a song by Kevin Beethoven. It goes like this. Um, it goes... Uh, Kevin Bacon. Thank you. How does that one go? It's like... Feet. Foot feet. You've got some dancing feet. <laughs> feet. Feet. Speed. With feet. With feet. You gonna use them feet. Feet. Dance Sandwich. now. Sandwich. <laughs> oh, Baby, you got some feet. feet. You got feet on your feet. One <laughs> on each of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> feet on my legs. I got two of them. One each for one each leg and then I sing can you hear the piano part? because it's beautiful I'm writing a song about feet on my legs I got feet on my legs they're connected by my ankles Some may say You've got cankles, but I disagree completely Cause I Stretch I kick I bend And I snap 
Cause I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm 50. Thank you. See? You can bend and stretch and snap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell everybody that. And they'll be like, wow, that's great. Great. Good for you. Good job. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, One time I... <laughs> I'll just say I'm 75. I went to the supermarket and they needed to see my ID. And they said, you're buying a wine. This is like two, this is like last year, two years ago, maybe before lockdown. But uh, the guy was like, can I see your ID? And then he looked at my ID and he said, oh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant on not aging. Yeah, you did do um, a good job. I can hear it now. But it, it cuts off the end of it, so it sounds like you're, going, you're giving it um, a little bit of like... 70s funk. <laughs> That's a yeah. fun cover. 70s funk. Oh, yeah, yeah. This probably... Well, the Bee Gees did, like, Beethoven on... Mount, what was the Bee Gees one? It was like... You know what I'm talking about, Colleen? The Bee Gees? Because your mom favorite... Had, my mom had the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. But I think she accidentally got that in the divorce from my dad. Uh, uh, so which song? Like the Sonata? Yeah. I can barely hear you. Right? I, was like, I forget how it goes. Uh, what, I forget how it goes. I've only had 400 years to learn it. Beef oven. Um, yeah, that's, that's the Moonlight Sonata. Let's check it out. I'll try, I'll try to play it. I'm trying to play it. I, to be, I, I can play it on. Play it, but play it 70s funk. That's more like oh, a, uh, like a boss note. Here's a fun story about that. I actually have a book. I still have it. It was given to me by my music teacher in like my drama classes and my 
college music at my high school my high school music theory classes mr dr morrow dr morrow he gave me this book and on the it was tattered and torn i still have it maybe i can find it right now it's tattered it's torn and it says one dollar on the cover and it said classical piano pieces and he gave it to me and it was from like 1955 Oh. <laughs> he said, here you go. And I was like, it only cost you a dollar, which was thousands of dollars in 1955. But um, I used that book and I learned all the, all the classical pieces out of it. So so that's fun. Yeah, I had a book. Like Isn't that? that? Yeah, I, liked, I was into, especially into, uh, Lisa and uh, Chopin. Yeah. Uh, I learned all those pieces at some point. <laughs> I'm great at piano. Uh, piano's got all the keys right in front of you, like this. Apparently, it doesn't. Just play there's that keyboard with the with all the d- little other keys for other things, other secret notes. Oh yeah, the all, oh, oh, all the oh, secret ones. Casio. Yeah, you make your beats with Casio. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a soap? Then suddenly you think I'm a musical genius. I would think that regardless. The songs Charlie that I Poof. sing to my cat every day. Oh, what's your All of them name? are pops. His name is Cygnus X1. After the black hole. Because when he was a kitten, he would curl up into a little circle and hide all his little white patches and look like a black hole. That's pretty cute. That cool. That's a cute I Cygnus. Have, I have a... Um, I won custody of her. Um, Uncustody. Custody. Uh, That's when you win a uh, pie. She's a cream point with big blue eyes, and apparently there's only like 10% of females. But she's Betty White. That's my football. And then the other one's a tuxedo cat named White Sox, because I know it's lazy, but my dad is like uh, an obsessive White Sox fan. I like cats. Cats are cute. Cats are, Maybe I should get a cat. Cats are more and cats. Well, that's cat. actually part of the reason I got a cat was because I'm like I, you know, my my dog from like my high school years is still alive at my parents' house, but I was like teaching and coaching, and I was like I don't have the time to give a dog the time and and care it deserves, so. Yeah, they're pretty needy. Oh, but oh, the twitches. These girls got like are a full-time job. But yeah, I rescued my cat. I love every. I rescued every cat. Yeah, you should get. Every cat. You should rescue every cat and keep every cat and love every cat. I'm gonna get a cat shaped like a dog. No, no. Name him Fido, oh. and I'll See, feed my, them dog bones. My, my cat try. My cats try to be like my dog. They both like were in competition for her approval. I thought you said incompetent. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Imagine, no. imagine, <laughs> imagine an incompetent cat. 
an incompetent. Like, this cat can't do anything. <laughs> this cat is incompetent. Oh. He only says meow. <laughs> me, not meow. Just me. <laughs> That's actually like how one of my cats, how Betty White sounds. Because she can't fool him meow because, well, whatever. But uh, I had to, I was going to run errands uh, quick, like quick last night before the storm started. And I had just laid down my sweater before, you know, and then I went back to get it and she was already like on top of part of it and I, I pulled it out from under her and she looked at me like she wanted to speak to the manager and, and then Can she I realized talk to she was your the boss? manager but no she was like so she stared at me like you're gonna make this up to me later cats always trying to kill you in your sleep thank you ladies and gentlemen ladies and ladies People of all different uh, um, gender affiliations and non-binary folks out there, thank you for watching. You did it wrong. You're canceled. Uh, you messed up. They're gonna nuke your account yeah, I'm now. I'm canceled. I'm canceled. He's canceled. I, actually, <laughs> thank you. It's been great. I got a strike on my YouTube, and you know I'm canceled in life. Thank you. You know what? It hasn't been canceled. It's Andor, and it will be back for season two. It will be. That they start shooting season two little, on Monday. Like a little before the commercials bumper. <laughs> what getting Remember canceled? Like a, well, like oh. a transition. Yeah, you when know NBC what's not canceled. Used to pay their actors to say something silly in like a little little product placement something. <laughs> By the way, tune in this for fall. a show. Yeah, I actually. Here's a quick story, and then I'll go. I uh, was an extra. I was a stand-in. This this is like six, seven years ago, maybe longer, because the show New Girl was on the TV show, and also the show with Cloris Leachman was on TV, and um, I got oh, to see all these people because I was. Remember that yeah, show? No, I'm trying to uh, yes. About the guy with the uh, raising, wasn't it uh, like raising grapes? It's a baby Yeah, with the bed. Something like that. Besides the point, though, the, the, she's a great piano player, by the way. Also, she's dead. But let, let me also say this, though. I was, I was. I'll tell you a quick story about Cloris, Cloris Leachman, though. I, she went on tour as a pianist. Her son was her manager. She went on tour. She was like ninety-five. I don't know. She was pretty. She was old. She's Oscar winner, Cloris Leachman. She. Um, I remember she was on uh, the uh, what was it uh, the, the the view one time and then she came out and and she came out and she was like playing the piano and she was, played it like this she played it like and then she sounded like she couldn't play and it seems pretty sad because there was this ninety two year old lady like playing chopsticks like a little out of time and then she went but she, uh, like but played good though. She played like, then she just launched into, she psyched you out as an audience member. She was like, ha, ah, look, you think I'm old and frail, but no, I'm a classically trained pianist that can play incredibly uh, intricate pieces. And she did. And it was great. It was very, very fantastical. I was like, wow, she can really play, can't she? She's like, I didn't waste all those years learning piano for nothing. I'm going to go out and play concerts. She's a concert pianist, also Oscar winner, very accomplished human. Besides the point, I was a stand-in for the what they do 
where they do the fall previews. You know, now picture this. You know when you're watching like Fox and they go, Fox, this fall, and then they show like the actors, they're like, they're slowly like rotating and then like their hair is blowing back and they're like, this season, the new girl is going to be new and then their hair is like blowing and there's like this shot of just them just all like kind of with their arms crossed. Yeah, like they have to film that. (laughs) So in order to film that, every, every channel... Fox this summer, you know, and then like there's like the slow motion like rotating and they're like staring at the camera and then there's the camera like swoops in and it's just like they're on a soundstage somewhere. Well, they got to film that. And in order to film it, they need stand-ins like me who have to stand there for 90% of the time. And then the cast for that particular show shows up for like 15 minutes stands there, crosses their arms, stares at the camera, and then leaves. So I actually got to do this with the entire Fox Fall lineup, which was pretty neat, actually, because it was all in an afternoon. So it was like, here comes the whole cast of this show that you watch sometimes. Here comes the whole cast of Prison Break. Here comes the whole cast of Terminator or whatever. And it was like, here comes the whole cast of New Girl. Except it was not the whole cast of New Girl. It was just Zoe Deschanel. And also, she seemed like a little, tiny like little like little like like she needed to be in a bubble she like floated along like a little princess and she needed to be a bubble no one could look her in eye do not touch do not even look at your don't look at her i was gonna say something funny but i'm not going to say it on my show but do not do anything do don't make direct eye contact she's she just seemed like she was holier than them and she literally like walked in with, she had someone in front of her and someone behind her. So she, she couldn't even have, she had to have a bubble, like a physical bubble. She walked in and she was in there for probably four minutes and then left. She's like, you got what you need. I'm leaving. But um, I think what was disdainful for me was just her. It was like, it's really not that important. <laughs> and she made it seem like I cannot get near any humans. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to look at you. Everyone else was fine. Um, like Cloris Leachman just kind of like stumbled and hey, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. But uh, Zoe Deschanel. What? Would you like a roll and say hey? No. No, she was in. Um, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. It was the opposite of I'll leave you with a good story. Uh, I I tweeted this and it got 130 likes because Morgan Fairchild was uh, trending. So I took it. I took that opportunity to let everyone know that Morgan Fairchild is like a super duper awesome class act of a human, totally professional and really great. I'll tell you why. (laughs) And then I'm going to go. I promise. Uh I'm a set photographer, so when I worked on worked on when I worked on her, when I worked on a movie <laughs> uh, like five or six years ago, uh, as as a set photographer. Now this is Morgan Fairchild. She was the hottest babe of the '80s. She was always referred to as you know Morgan Fairchild, which is hilarious because also the the male counterpart in the '80s that everybody would say was Bruce Boxleitner, which. It's funny because I'm friends with his sons. Because uh, in the 80s, people would say, oh, like a really good looking guy like Bruce Boxleitner, which was hilarious. Because, um, 
you know, that's my friend's dad. But also mm-hmm. when they say like Morgan, a hot babe, like Morgan Fairchild, she was like the coolest, nicest, awesomest grandma ever. Because here's what I, I sat there on my computer editing photos. Now, a lot of the photos of her are of her because I'm on the set shooting a movie that she's in. And rather than say anything, she just sat next to me and was like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just editing the photos. And because she is so, she's in the industry of how she looks, like this is part of her career. I have never, on a prof- in a professional sense, really dealt with someone who was so kind and cool about helping me pick the best pictures of her that she felt comfortable with. Um, and I get it because I'm a photographer and people are like very sensitive about the pictures they take and how they look in the pictures. And she could not have done it in a more cool and classy way. And I thought, and I spent two days sitting next to Morgan Fairchild editing photos of her <laughs> with, and it was just like the coolest experience because she was so sweet, kind and nice and totally professional the, uh, for the rest of the shoot. Everybody loved her. She was just the greatest person to have on set. And I think that she was trending the other day and I thought I just took it upon myself to give her a shout out and um, let everybody know that she's totally the real deal. She's the bee's knees. She's great. Um, so, so she's the most uncontroversial. So yeah. She's the most well, uncontroversial person in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. And anytime she makes noise, it's good noise. Um, yeah. And my uh, best friend in college was actually named after Morgan Fairchild. And their name is she has- Fairchild. Their name was Fairchild. No, okay. <laughs> Airchild. <laughs> Make fun of killing me again. Organ. My name is Organ Airchild. <laughs> no, but she she had just a really she has a really pure heart and the best intentions, but she went through a lot of rough things, and to know that she was named after somebody who has a similar kind heart is nice to know. Oh, man. Would it be terrible if Aristotle had just told us that she was the worst and you had to think about your friend who was named <laughs> after someone who's the worst? I hope no, you don't have I any friends so named sad. Misha Barton. Oh, just, just like, oh, God. No wonder. Like, oh, poor Morgan. She's already been through so much. What's the other I lady? Said, I hope... I uh, hope you don't have any friends named Misha Barton. Crawford? Oh, God. Joan Crawford. I hope you don't have any friends named Joan Crawford. <laughs> that's, that's That was the best way I could describe. Oh, Cindy Lauper. I was in a horrible. Cindy oh, Lauper is terrible. Yeah, I remember that happened to you. Awful. I, I actually, a few years ago, I did a horrible person. Um, and they, <laughs> and, and, um. The, the best you, I would just. He said, he, he said he's the, not the, the timing no. joke, the jokes and the timing thing about jokes. <laughs> Let me just remind us all timing is everything. Um, I, I was dating someone and they were uh, very, very. Some people are like, what happened? I'm like, listen, 
I don't advise ever dating Joan Crawford. So if you guys know who Joan Crawford is and Mommy Dearest and all that, that joke is hilarious. If not, I'm old and I'm a dad with no kids. And no cats. And no cats. No, that just reminds me of Annie Bryant on SNL described herself as a child with milk. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thank you, Aidy Bryant, for being funny. Um, maybe one day you could be a full-fledged milf, as in the sense of oh, having a child. How old yeah. is she? Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for the chat. We had a wonderful time. Andor is great. Um, this this episode, I think, was. If you watch them all in one big 10-hour context, I guess, or 8-hour context, because they're all like less than an hour, uh, you probably would just, if this would feel like a nice lull, not a lull, but a nice come down from the, the last episode, which was a crazy uh, climactic episode um, with incredible speeches. So this would be a portion of the 8-hour movie where we're sort of like, building back up to another great moment. That's my favorite thing about this show <clears throat> is that all of the moments are earned. It's not like episode one, Star Wars episode one, where immediately when I was sitting in the theater watching episode one, The Phantom Menace, I remember this very clearly, within like four minutes of the beginning there are lightsabers and there's fighting like all of a sudden like the lightsabers are just pulled out and Jedi just get go crazy and I'm like how did we get here so fa-? like how did this suddenly happen I don't know if you remember the beginning but it's like they're suddenly just trying to cut a door open with their lightsabers and I don't remember the first episode episode one I just remember like 30 seconds of the fight with Darth Maul which is the only part I find redeeming about that movie um but that first part, I was like, we're already fighting. I didn't I don't even understand what's happening now, but we're already wielding lightsabers. The show Andor earns every moment so exquisitely. And that's a great show. And I think that they should if Tony Gilroy ends season two and concludes Andor there and not doesn't stretch it out for another season or two. So because you can still connect it. There's still four years before Rogue One. You could still have two, I'd say at least two, definitely you could do four seasons of this show, and I would be totally happy with that, um, because the fact that the way that they just, the first half of the season was an entire movie, then the last four episodes was an entire movie, and now this feels like we're on to something yet again, yet um, exciting future. All right, I, I'm, I'm kaput. I'm done. I'm going to go eat some wontons. Thank you so much. For being here. Okay, bye. Clean and glow. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.